Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Feel Better Show, brought to you by the American Sign Language Association. Um, 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 da, 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 dum. It's the Feel Better Show! This is Feel Better with the Feel Better Show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Halloween Horror Month here on the Feel Better Show. I am, of course, your host with the most Feel Better. And as always, I have a very special guest from the leader of two amazing podcasts (laughs) that you may have heard me on, at least one of them, maybe be on one in the future. I have, well, you know what? I'm going to let him introduce himself just because I want to give some sizzle to him. And please, Mystery guest, please introduce yourself. Well, that mystery didn't last long. <laughs> um, no, thank you for that. Uh, my name's Dante, and I host uh, Play D&D and Let's Get Contextual. Um, and Phil's on Play D&D and probably Contextual here soon. So, <laughs> And for for the guests who don't know, we'll just give, give them a little uh, chance to know, what is Let's Get Contextual and Play D&D? Well, uh, Let's Get Contextual is a show where me and my co-host Zach um, have a guest on, and we talk about a movie or a TV show or a comic book or a character, um, depending on the week. And my other show, Play D&D, is where we take characters from... Uh, your favorite movies and TV shows and and all that stuff and play with them in D and D. So your 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 host with the most, uh, Mr. Phil Better, has been uh, Rocket in a Guardians of the Galaxy series, and after that we'll be coming up with a Gotham series. So featuring uh, Jason, who's been on this podcast as well. So yes, Jason. Look who forward is, to all that. Jason, who's the Robert Ho- Robin Hood expert in the world. Yes. Um, <laughs> And right. classically, a very professional podcast. A very, very professional. Uh, the most professional podcast I, uh, podcaster I have ever known. Um, so, ladies and gentlemen, if you couldn't figure out what we're talking about today uh, from the intro, that's fine. Not a lot of people know. But we're going to talk about a movie that blew a lot of people's minds with how well it's, it did in the cinema with simply... Oh, yeah barely any talking we're talking about a quiet place by john krasinski and uh emma thompson right yes emma thompson mm. was emma blunt no. sorry emily blunt emily blunt <laughs> i was thompson. gonna say emma, emma thompson is the she was nanny mcphee she's yes she's, she's great but she's not in this <laughs> yeah. let me just i'm just bringing up i should have done this all beforehand but of course how dare you not be the most professional, professional podcast? Yeah, you know, um, it it stars. Yeah, as I said, John Krasinski directed. He stars in it. You have. I believe Melissa, he was he wrote as well. Uh, let's see here. Or some somewhere cast, um, directed by. Yes, he has the screenplay by he. So he is part of the three people who uh, did the writing. Brian Woods and Scott Beck as well did the uh, screenplay okay. with him. The story was by Brian Wood and Scott Beck. So he had a, p- a hand in scripting it. But considering that there's n- barely any talking in this whole movie, don't know how thick that screenplay is. Yeah. Yeah, it's very a lot more description. And and because of how little dialogue there is, it's 
much more reliant on the director. So who yes. is Krasinski? So he's just everywhere. He's everything. He's he's placed his mark on it. And I have to say, I don't believe this is his first uh, directorial debut. Give me a second. No. He, apart from directing three episodes of The Office, he did The Haulers and a brief in- interview with Hideous Men, which I have no, okay. so, no idea what that is. I think I remember this was his third film because yeah. I thought it was his debut as well, but he had done two things before. And I actually didn't know that he directed episodes of The Office. So I want to go back and like watch the ones that he did. <laughs> he directed uh, Saber, Lotto, and The Boat. Okay. So I... Oh, the boat's a good episode from memory. So, uh, well, you're, it's out of my depths. Um, so <laughs> yes, uh, so he did. Di- he did direct this movie. There, the cast is supremely small. Um, I was kind of surprised at the, how small the cast was, but you have Melissa Finn Simmons, who is actually uh, legally deaf in it. So that was yeah. great. That and they he. Had. Sorry, I, I remember um, in in like interviews and stuff leading up to the film, he said that they really wanted that was an actress that was actually deaf because um, as we'll get to the part in the film is uh, John Krasinski and Emily Blunt's deaf daughter. Like the, the, the character is deaf. And so they really wanted an actress that was also deaf. Um, And so he was saying they got really lucky with, with her um, Melissa was her name. Melissa Fint. Okay. Yeah. Um, (laughs) If you want, (laughs) um, she they they said that she they got really lucky with her because she uh is a really great actress um but also you know a deaf actress and and then it was kind of also a little bit to like kind of raise awareness of deaf actors um which is great like yeah (laughs) you should do that (laughs) they should um this movie like literally it's it's not just a horror movie there's elements of uh, a family movie in it there's uh, thriller moments in it. Um, it harks back to, um, for me, like the biggest thing I got from it is comparing it to Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds. I don't know if okay. you've seen that movie, uh, I've Dante. I've seen parts. So the whole movie doesn't have any music in it at all. Yeah, okay. Because so I, know, I know Hitchcock was all about that weird stuff. Yeah, it's Hitchcock. But he was challenged yeah. <laughs> apparently by someone saying, oh, you, the only reason your movies are scary is because of the sound so or the music. So he did the movie without any sound in it. I think there is some sound. Just like this movie, there is some talking. But generally, there is no sound in it, at um, any music in it at all. And it's just as terrifying. And this movie is the exact same. Like, I watched this movie. I didn't see it in theaters. So I didn't get that full experience. But I watched it with headphones because I was like, you know what? I want to get the, the full experience of silence. And every sound, oh, my God, when they were walking, if there was a sound that was, I'm like, guys, what are you doing? What yeah, you I know. Doing? It's like, <laughs> Yeah. So for those who might not know, um, the plot of this movie is that it's uh, kind of post-apocalyptic. Mm-hmm. Um but very removed in that they live in a house, like just in the countryside. Um, and the whole idea is that the aliens that have taken out most of the population of earth, um, can, are, are very sensitive to sound and can like literally hear the smallest of sounds from like a mile or more away. Um, and so to survive, and there's no way to, that they know of to fight them. So mm-hmm. in order to survive, you have to be silent, which is 
basically impossible for a human being. Yeah. So the entire most of the film there is barely any sound and you're right like even in the theater um people were surprisingly quiet which was pretty great um but also like any sound at all that was made i was like stop shut up like uh, like it's almost like in some weird way the fact that the characters had to be quiet and because of the fantastic writing and directing of this film by krasinski um because of that also you care about these characters and once you do you feel like you have to be quiet yeah like it's like if you make a sound like you're gonna get your favorite characters killed like and so when they make a sound it's like stop don't don't do that what are you doing no that's not smart yeah. stop stop calm down calm down um but it really starts off with like a bang like it's really- oh yeah and that shocked me like i, I know we're gonna get into it but that it, shocked me. It, it shocked me too. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I like how they they played with the imagery of it. So we're gonna start right now. I'm gonna put spoiler warning for the movie. If you haven't seen it, this is gonna be a very spoiler filled movie. Simply yeah. Put. Um, just real quick. Um, if you haven't seen this, go see it. It's yeah. fantastic. Stop. Stop listening to my podcast. Pause it. Go watch it. Come back, listen to the rest of it, and see if you agree with us, okay? This is your last chance to pause the podcast, because it's going to be spoiler heavy. So I'm going to play the spoiler alert right now. Okay, so for anybody who's still listening, I'm take it you don't care about spoilers, or you've seen this sh- movie. So it starts if off... You don't- if you don't care about spoilers, you're wrong. Go see this movie. <laughs> yeah, still, go see this movie. What are you doing? I know my content is fire and it's amazing and you want to continue listening to my amazing voice and Dante's docile tones. But go listen to this movie. Go go watch this movie. You need to. Go listen to the nothingness. Yeah, listen movie. to the zero sound and like maybe two dozen lines of dialogue in this movie. Um, yeah. But yeah, it starts off with the death of the kid i was like what the fuck yeah that was intense yeah. because like i had seen that they did a, a great job advertising this too because yeah. they didn't even reveal that you never saw the monster in the trailer you never saw that in the trailer and really you had no idea what they're running from in the in the trailers for this and for most of the movie you don't either and it's it's great like that this is kind of something with horror that has always interested me but horror movies are always way scarier up until you see the monster yeah and then what's interesting and we'll get into it with this film as well but the only reason you still feel scared after you see the monster is if you care about the characters yeah they made a they made you feel the characters and uh krasinski did great job even with the marketing for this because i had no idea what this movie was about yet you get an idea from the marketing and they actually did show that scene in the marketing but you have no idea what it because you see Krasinski running yeah, and you see you the don't... child and then you see him look up like you see something in the distance and then that's it that's and you don't know what it, it like they're not all connected so it's crazy but I what I really liked about it is the moment they they take it from the girl whenever they go to the girl's like point of view in essence they kill all sound oh yeah yeah when they go to uh Melissa's uh Mar- view uh, uh Regent or Regent Melissa Fint, yeah, her point of view, sorry. I was getting her character's name. Okay. Um, Yes, whenever they go to her point of view, uh, the sound is cut as if you are deaf, and that is great. 
Um, one thing that I want to note that I really like about the beginning of this film is that they just start you off and they're just scavenging, yeah. scavenging. And immediately you get the feel that, oh, something's wrong because they're in a convenience store and there's no one around and it's all dusty and broken down and everything. You can tell it's like, oh, this place is abandoned. And so right off the bat, you're like, you kind of get a sense of the world almost. You're yeah. like, okay, we're we're survivors after an apocalypse, right? But I also thought that something is something, like whenever they, they're any any horror movie any horror tv show or anything like that whenever someone's in a convenience store like that something bad's going to happen right away it, yeah that, you we've been trained for that so every moment they're they're in there i'm like something's going to happen and yeah how, that's what i was waiting for too <laughs> and i like how like they show like she's gingerly picking up the bottle of pills She's doing everything slow and you're trying to understand what's going on and no one's talking and you're like, why is no one talking? What's going on? Something's something's off here. And yeah, the the, the kid trying to reach for the toy and just oh, the pure that, terror that the, the dad's yeah. face, like John Krasinski's face when he's, he's seeing this whole thing go on and uh, Millie goes and catches catches it and it's like, breathing and then the dad kind of like just takes off the batteries and all that it yeah, was that, like, like i wasn't that was tense man yeah that was terrifying like like when he was when the kid was like like wanting the toy i was like no don't you idiot <laughs> like and then ah uh, like the the moment when the kid turns the so he he gets a spaceship that makes sounds yeah. right and the problem is it makes sounds. So it makes this loud, like, whooshing and sound, right? Normal, like, normal like child's toy that makes sounds. Yeah. And this guy, like, and, and, and so this the, the, the kid, like, gets the toy and he's walking behind everyone else, which automatically I'm like, the kid shouldn't be walking by himself behind everybody. Like, like that, automatically I feel like that's going to be something that, Krasinski, the dad character, feels bad for later. Yeah, I, is like, yeah, like just the guilt of that. But then the kid turns the thing on, and immediately, like, that's almost the sound that scares everyone because it's been super quiet up till now. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, there's this blasting of this this spaceship, right? But, so but spaceship before like, the spaceship that even starts, right? It switches to Millie's point of view, and it's really like quiet. Like they kill all the sound, so you don't get yeah, any even the end. sound of like feet, yeah, the, feet like crunching on sand. The ambient noise is gone. You see uh, Emily Blunt in front. You see John Krasinski holding his son because his son Cade, uh, not Cade, sorry, Noah Jupe, I believe is the son who is, is sick. That's why they were in the pharmacy. He drops him and he turns and he starts running. And the minute they start running, they switch to like. Like you see the child with the toy, and then you just get this blast of sound. Yeah, and, and it's was... also like like a lot of that is is to like add this this um this weight to the characters because you know each of them kind of feels its own their own fault for the for various reasons. Mm -hmm. um, like the sister feels really bad because she's the closest to the kid, but she can't hear anything. But also, she so gave when he the turns... toy to the child. Yeah, and so she she feels really bad, and then 
Krasinski, you know, is up front, you, you know, and he's just run like like running as fast as he can to get there to, if he can in time. And yeah, oh, no. it's such a good moment. That that is like that whole. I would say like it's like five minutes. Is the most like nerve wracking, panic stricken, and then all you see is the the creature, the alien jump, swipe, and it just goes to black and you see the a quiet place the title i'm like oh so that's how we're playing this this yeah. is how we're playing this movie okay um fuck my life yeah and i also love the shot of just krasinski running towards the camera with the kids standing there and then you just see this streak and the kid's gone and krasinski is just like reaching like he's literally like feet away yeah, and, and it's he has just the, like, like a dumbfounded oh. face, and also Emily Blank kind of like screaming in silence as well. Yeah, that image as well, and oh my god, it just so good. It's so good that just like that opening is probably one of the best opening pre-credit uh, opening I've I can remember in a horror movie because it does it doesn't lend yourself it does it, it lulls you into this false sense of security like you know something's going to happen but you don't know what it is and so you're just slowly anticipating something happening and it just it your your anxiety just builds because this is this, something's happening your body knows it you've been trained from hor- from watching movies your whole life and you're just like something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. I don't know what's what's going to happen, but and then you get this blast of the siren, and you're like, no, no. And the kid's like, what? Maybe five years old? Yeah, maybe. He's young, and that's why you know he doesn't get that. You know, why can't I have this cool toy? Yeah. And then, boom, and you're like, oh my god, they 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 went there. And yeah, they killed the kid. They I ki- was like, oh my gosh, they killed the kid. That's nearly probably as bad or very close to killing a dog in a movie <laughs> that's how it is it, it, it's like a one-two combo if a movie kills a dog you hate the person that kills the dog or if a movie kills a kid you hate the person that kills the kid like those are the two things you really don't do in a, in a regular movie and they yeah. were like you know what screw it we're throwing the book out uh, the baby without out the bathwater there that's saying i don't know what it is the bathwater with the baby or the baby with the bathwater whatever yeah, yeah yeah they they threw out everything and they're like this is our movie and it just gets more intense and i really thought um that without sound like without words it was going to be hard to understand because the copy that i got unfortunately didn't have the subtitles so whenever yeah. they, they did sign language i had no idea what they were saying oh you didn't no but i was able to follow because it was it, you kind of got it from like the way they were t- talking or quote unquote talking their body language and all that and there were sometimes like when they would mouth the words you would be able to hear it um so i didn't know what they were saying throughout the whole thing that's crazy and well, i was how did you get one that didn't have subtitles um a friend provided me with a copy <laughs> okay and the copy um, didn't have subtitles so like i was like worried that i wouldn't be able to follow because there was no talking and i was yeah. like oh, it's gonna be hard but even without subtitles you can follow the story you may not get every word but you'll get what they want to say or what they're going to say from just yeah. the body language and all that and that is a testament to this movie and the director and the actors 
for being able yeah. to portray that without with uh, without even having to uh pr without speaking yeah and i was i was really happy with um the the use of sign language like the i was really happy with a lot of the practicality in this film mm -hmm. like if you need to be silent you don't wear shoes and they're not wearing shoes like this whole movie i you kind know? of you couldn't, get, couldn't you understand that for a second i'm like but you're walking on sand why don't you have shoes and then when they get to the house it's like okay that's why yeah like you just you know feet are quieter than souls mm -hmm. <laughs> and like you know you put sand down on the paths and you mark out the places on the floor of the wooden floor that don't creak and like you know stuff like that it's just and and when they're playing monopoly and they're playing with little fuzz pieces yeah like that was great like this a lot of this stuff makes sense and so it would make sense that you would learn american sign language especially if you have a daughter that was deaf yeah. presumably before this apocalypse everyone already knows sign language so you're like all right we're using that now you know yeah th that i did like that aspect i thought it was somewhat of a crutch because le let's be honest me or you if aliens um come to earth and we can't speak anymore it's going to take us a little while for us to learn the sign language and yeah the movie shows what it's been like 500 something days yeah something like that it would be a lot more writing going on with like pen and paper but i don't know yeah. if the, the the creatures would be able to hear that before we actually learned proper sign proper sign language yeah and i also like how they did morse code as well yeah that was cool i like that yeah with the lights and everything the lights and like yeah the use of the the christmas lights in this film through the through the whole house was great like you know the how they would turn red if something was bad and stuff like that yep i like, like that that was great like just the the practicality of all of this made so much sense it was really great and the fact that one of the biggest thing is that Emma Blunt, Blunt's character was pregnant. Yeah, yeah, that's a big part of this too. So and like, yeah, it's just like that they they thought of like, all right, what are these things that we could throw at them that you have to make sounds but you can't? <laughs> like, yeah, like everything leading up and like them trying to the the smart thing of uh, soundproofing the the basement with like paper mache and stuff that i'm like that's pretty fucking smart yeah like like and then uh, the baby just, box that is a complete box and with the oxygen mask because yeah, they know the baby's just, going to be making sounds so they might as well have a have a space that they can put the baby in it can still survive but they it's quiet yeah and it just it makes sense. The one thing that people have pointed out is that they just put a mattress over the basement. Yeah, the door. The, yeah. And like like sound would travel through a mattress, but it's fine. It's <laughs> like, dampening the sound. Yeah. But it's still, fine. still, it's a little, it's fine. Like I'm not, look, the movie did a lot right with what they could do. And there was only so, so much limit. With, yeah, you can you can give them. A pass I can forgive on them. <laughs> forgive them on that. We don't know. There could have been like a door that they put the mattress, and then they put a door above it to help dampen the sound even more. But maybe given that it was just a mattress, I'm 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 willing to forgive the mattress. Willing for yeah. to forgive the mattress. Um, but yeah, so that was a really like 
the whole movie i don't i don't even know where to go next with this yeah it's so good yeah um uh, i do want to save the best bit for last which, um okay um you know what it is <laughs> is it oh i'm gonna edit this part out um is it him sacrificing himself oh yeah that's the best bit okay good i just i just wanted to make sure um, <laughs> no yeah okay we're back um, <laughs> um but, uh yeah i don't know <laughs> it's so good so um the daughter is upset with the dad because she feels like he doesn't forgive her for the issue with the uh with the baby well not the baby the mm-hmm. youngest getting killed the child yeah um but the dad is trying <sighs> pardon me sorry the dad's trying to figure out a solution and fix her hearing so that she can hear and there's a moment when she she has her earpiece on that he just made for her and she's in the cornfield and she's looking and the creature's right there and it's complete silence and i'm like oh my god she's gonna die she's gonna die she's fucking gonna die and then she turns on her earpiece and you hear the howling sound or the the high pitch the feedback or whatever it is and you see the creature run off and you're like oh shit so it's a feedback situation right yeah so i'm like okay now they they know this but she doesn't know that yeah and that was cool too like she did it without even knowing and like it makes a lot of sense like if that creature can hear you know frequency then a high frequency is gonna hurt it yeah exactly like if it can hear something so quiet from like a mile away then like blasting a really high-pitched frequency is gonna hurt it (laughs) it makes sense um but i also you you brought up the monopoly when they're doing the monopoly and the fire happened yeah he breaks the glass and it makes a really loud sound and i'm like oh my god and then everyone's like everyone's quiet everybody's like oh my god 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 and yes. like everybody's not, and then they hear the the noise on the roof. I'm like, oh my god! Already again, we just dealt with the monster. You're bringing it back so soon. Yeah, it's like it's it's constantly a presence since it like it can just like it runs super fast and it can just hear from so far away. It's like yeah, it's always a presence, you yeah. know. And I like I love his basement, like his actual basement where he's like you know he's got all the news about him and he's like he's got you know an estimate of how many are in the area and stuff like that. Like that just it, like, that was really cool to me. Like that's some, again, something that makes sense. It's what you would do. You would scout it out. You would see how many are in your area. Yeah. Be aware of this stuff, you know? Yeah, no, it's, it's so good. Like they went above and beyond. They really went into knowing what, what's going to work and what's not going to work and what they wanted to keep this as uh realistic as possible yeah um i just there was just so much like him messing with the earpieces then um then the uh issue when the mom is doing the laundry and goes up the stairs and hooks the nail uh and i'm like to be fair though why do you have such a large nail sticking out in that direction? Yeah, like the nail, usually nails go inwards. And so you have the flat end. <laughs> that's, I, I don't know where that nail is coming from. I don't know if it's putting two na- two uh, two floor uh, or two steps together. 
I don't understand that. That was a little weak point for me, but again, forgiven in the whole context of it. And yeah, because she steps on the nail and it's just like, oh. Uh, yeah, yeah, I felt. And again, again, something that you have to make noise, but you can't. And she's just there. She's like biting down. And I'm like, you are a strong woman, woman. Yeah, that, that's what I was thinking too. Like, Plus she's having, contra- plus she's having contractions because the baby's coming early. Yeah, it's just, man, poor Emily Blunt in this movie. <laughs> she had to do a lot. And she what? she carried that movie i think so good yeah um i like her her thing and then finally when the the baby's born they they get rid of the the monsters by the 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 fireworks and they're in the um they're in the quiet room after like john krasinski brings them into the quiet room him and the wife and it's like very. I felt like it was like very superheroish because the like I felt there was should have been a swell of music, just him walking with her and the baby, and he's just like, "Yes, I did it. I survived. I, I saved them, you know." Yeah. And then they're in it, and then he's like, "I have to go get my kids." And he goes, and she passes out, and like they listen to the monster destroy the upstairs, and then he goes out to save the kids. And then the water starts pouring in. Yeah, that I was... didn't think it was water. I thought it was like kerosene or something. Oh, okay. Because I thought it looked like it was coming from a generator. So I'm like, oh shit, it's gonna be a fire. Like they're gonna have to deal with fire instead. Yeah, it's gonna like burn away the insulation or something. Yeah, and that's or and it's gonna be stuck and this and that. But then you find out that it's water, and so... and she's drowning in the soundproof room that they made. Yeah. And it's then just, there's uh, also a monster in it. Yeah, that was that was scary. Because, like, again, once again, how are you not going to make sound moving in water? Yeah, so she's moving really slippy. And then he goes under with, underneath the water. That was terrifying. And I'm like, bitch, leave the baby. Forget about the child. <laughs> Survive. You can make another one. The child can die. And, like, I don't advocate killing babies. Oh sure. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I know my last the risk of your own life. I know the last like twenty seconds did sound like I advocate the death of babies. But it's like you have to choose. Do you live? Like if you make a noise and you sur- you pick the baby up, you're gonna die, the baby's gonna die. You have to decide. Like both your lives are only one of your lives. Who do you choose to yeah. survive, right? The baby's not gonna be able to survive without you. And you can technically survive without the baby. Yes, it's cold-hearted, but it's a cold-hearted world. <laughs> but no, I'm like, oh my god, she's gonna bump into it, and then somehow the baby—I don't even know how the monster got in. Yeah, I don't understand how the monster got in. Like, was it from a hole in the wall, or because it was off in by the stairs, but it kind of comes out of the darkness, and you're like, oh, okay, where the where the fuck did you come from? And I'm I'm, I'm pretty like, sure it's like it's implied that because she fell, falls asleep like she's so tired. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure birth. it's implied that I'm pretty sure it's implied that like somehow it was in the area and it heard either her or the child and it just came in from the door and so and then they you know they got quieter and so they it was just kind of sitting there. Okay. Like it makes sense to me again you know. Potential plot hole, but potential explanation, you know, give it a pass. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
but like that part was super super terrifying the part where the like just before that after she had stepped she i think she was holding the baby or no before she had, gives birth she's down in john krasinski's um um basement and she sets up the the timer and she's hiding behind something and you have the monster in there making noise i was yeah. panicking that was intense that was like i was like frick you need to get out of there yeah and th- then she runs upstairs gets into the bathtub and is kind of like holding her breath has the ta- has something over her head and you can sense the creature coming up and you're just like oh my god oh my god Aww. like there are so many moments in this movie that are just like pure you're just pure terror yeah um but i want to reiterate that that is again like horror movies a lot of them you know have monsters right yes we could say that and the monster is always most scary before you see it like jaws like was terrifying yeah. because you never see the the shark um signs is another one like up yeah. until you see the 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 full aliens you see glimpses of the alien and it's yeah, terrifying yeah glimpses are fine like you see but like like it's playing at humans are most afraid of what they don't know yeah and so the unknown of something killing people is terrifying and so that's you know that's a huge part of horror Mm -hmm. but this doesn't you don't lose any terror even though you see the aliens like they show the full bore and that's i'm again gonna say that that is because of fantastic writing of the the family and getting you to care about the family yeah there's and so like there's sorry go ahead go ahead go 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 go. Uh, well like there's there's great moments where there's great character moments where you you know you mentioned the one where he's talking to his wife right after she's had the baby um there's a moment where he takes his where krasinski takes his son uh out to uh, a waterfall and he talks into the waterfall because the waterfall is ambient noise Mm. and so it masks the sound of their talking and yelling. Um, and he has a few moments with his daughter as well. It's just like, there's some, so many great character moments that you start to care about this family and these characters. And once you do, then you will be afraid of them dying yeah. once you see the monster. <laughs> so like bringing up the point in the, um, b- building the, the relationships and building the caring of the family before the kid, uh, the son, and John Krasinski goes out, um, we can't just say John. You have to say John Krasinski, even though there's no other John in this movie. I don't understand that. But No, it's John Krasinski. <laughs> yeah. Um, before he goes out, he kind of has an argument with the daughter. And you can see that he still kind of harbors some anger, I guess you could be, or disappointment towards the girl. And she wants to try and make up for it constantly saying look i know i messed up but please forgive me please forgive me and then when he's at the waterfall with his son he asks her uh him john what like do you still love uh the daughter and he answers yes and he goes so why don't you tell her and i'm like oh shit this just became real yeah yeah it's like there is a lot of like 
yeah, in the beginning of the film, there is difference there. And part of it is because um, he, uh, part of it is because he, you know, he feels responsible in some way, you know, and, and the daughter feels responsible in some way. And, and, and in some way, both of them are, you know, responsible um, for, for the kid dying. But also, um, she's also rebellious mm-hmm. and uh, you know, she wants to be let into the room and into the no, essentially. And, um, and he's trying to protect her and it's just, it, it's, it, it makes sense. And oh, it yeah. adds for some really good, some really good character moments. Yeah. Yeah. And then like that, where do you love her? You should tell her. Yeah. That I was like, Ooh, Ooh, this is good. I like this. This is, yeah. this, this is what family is about. Um, and then there's the moment like after, what's happening immediately with Emily Blunt. Um, they're, 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 the kids are in the silo and they're kind of having an argument in yeah. on top of the silo, which is showing the light to the other communities. And they do give you the, oh, there's other communities out there dealing with I like this. that. But you don't get to meet them except for one point where you have the old man who screams and it's like, oh shit, the kid's going to break down. And the kid's completely terrified of this. Like there's a moment yeah. when he's learning his he's doing math or something and he's talking with his mom and they again they're they're using sign language and i got his pure terror from it and there's barely you you're reading the lips a bit and you're reading the body language and he's like you guys can't leave me you can't leave me you can't leave me i what do you do what am i going to do and she's like don't worry you're not going to be left alone we're here for you it's fine you'll be able to do it but you can feel we've got the plan yeah we got the plan you got you get a sense of his terror from this and i'm yeah. like again all credit to the the kids acting the kids act the hell out of this movie oh he's so good he's um for people who haven't seen it uh, another great movie is wonder very different uh family family movie uh but he's he's the best friend in wonder and he's really good in that um he also was in titan which oh god that was a horrible movie <laughs> netflix titan yeah Oh, good. <laughs> Don't watch I was going to say, Don't I think he might have been in It. I'm not sure, though. No, he wasn't in It. Okay, never mind. He was but, in... um, He's real good. He's real good right now. Yeah, he's... It's amazing. I'm just looking at his thing, and it's just like... He's in some amazing, like, big things. Like, he was in Downtown, Downtown Abbey. Uh, oh, okay. P- Penny Dreadful. Uh, the Night Manager. Uh, Houdini and Doyle. Uh, he was. Yeah, he's been in some some good stuff. He's a good actor. He is. It's it's surprising. Like for uh, such a young kid, like 2005. That means he's. Wow. Okay. He's not that young. He's 10, 13. He's 13. Wow. Yeah. No. Yeah. He's he does a lot of amazing. Like he really acts the fuck out of this movie, and it shows. And, and so is the daughter. The daughter, yeah, like everyone in this, you, you they're going to be amazing actors or actresses going forward. Like not just John and Emily; they're already established. But Noah and Millicent, or Millicent, will be amazing actors and actresses going forward because they really, you get the sense of their terror, you get the sense of their uh, her anger in this whole movie. Like they. If they didn't have such good actors, like, yeah, John Krasinski and Emily Blank probably carry the movie, but it's really the kids that sell the movie. Yeah. For me, like, they really, 
pardon me, they really sell it because without their terror or her anger about what's going on, you you wouldn't f- feel for the, this family. No. I want to point out real quick just to the listener that you've been saying Mil- Maleficent as if you want to say Maleficent. Yes. Um, but her name is Millicent. Millicent, yeah. <laughs> Millicent her name is Simmons. Millicent Simmons. Yeah. And so I've been calling her Melissa because I actually didn't know who she was. And I thought you were saying Melissa Flint, <laughs> like two separate names. And so it took no. you, you just looked it up and you were like, God, Phil's an idiot. <laughs> well, you kept getting confused, more and more confusing. And I'm like, I'm just going to look it up. And it's Millicent. So. Millicent. Millie. I did say Millie at the beginning. I said, I'll call her Millie. But um, you did. <laughs> anyway. So, so, Mil- yeah, like, so it's, it's, it's Millicent uh for all the listeners uh phil got it wrong (laughs) what else is new and she's only (laughs) been in three pieces of work yeah yeah and i like that like a big part of the marketing again was was you know advertising deaf actors because you know they need work (laughs) and i think you know she's really good like i want to see her in more stuff oh yeah no she's going to be amazing um it's it's I can't wait to see what else she's in. Um and like a big big thing is when uh after uh Emily Blunt's character gives birth, John goes out looking for the kids. It's the silo scene. They have that argument. Uh Noah drops into the silo and Ellie gets beheaded by the uh, door. Yeah. And she just well, without that scene's a terrifying. without a beat she jumps in and they're they're trying, and then he goes over and saves her, and then the creature comes. Yeah, because you're shifting corn. Yeah, you're shifting in corn a silo. in the silo, but also because the door, like the falling aspect, mm-hmm. and like they, they're covering with the door, and the creature's like banging, and then all of a sudden her ear thing goes off, and it just bolts out of there, and then I'm like, oh my god, I felt panic again because of it. It's like there's a whole bunch of moments that you're just pure in panic mode. Yeah, and it's oh, it's so good. Krasinski's so good. And then I think I think it's time to go to uh, the best part. Oh yeah. So the best part. they they reunite. Um, they start going through the walking on the sands, and then all of a sudden, yeah, they reunite. Um, the dad and the kids. Yeah. The kids. The dad saves the kids, and um, they get in the truck, and there's. There's a whole scene. So they're, and, what's happening yeah. is they're walking back, trying to be quiet, and then all of a sudden a noise or something happens. Yeah, because the monster's in the area. Yeah, the monster's in the area. At least one of them is in the area. Possibly another one. Possibly three. Who knows? And they're walking, and then all of a sudden they kind of sense something is going on. So John like tells the kids to hurry up. He grabs... Uh, an axe or something and then i guess he makes a noise and the creature jumps and swipes at him and f- he flies and the kids run to this truck that is like crashed kind of i don't know yeah. if it's crashed or if they've parked it specifically for an uh, a getaway i think it's just old yeah because they they jump in it and they're panicking and the monster is attacking it and you're like oh my god these kids are gonna die and I don't I don't understand why her ear thing wasn't working at that point because it went off uh, in the in the silo and unless you adjust it back it'll just die it'll okay. go off 
So yeah, it's, a, it's a classic thing. Like it, it, it spurts and it goes off high frequency and then you just kind of turn it off to deal with it bef- unless you want to try to adjust it back. Okay. So it's like, yeah. So the kids are getting are inside the, the truck and the monster's on it trying to break in. And then all of a sudden you see that John Krasinski is still alive. He gets up, he's hobbling, and you just, you, you see him, like they shoot him, they shoot the truck, they shoot back to the kids, and they look up. And he just tells them, I love you. And you can tell the kids are like, no, dad, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. And then, and it's, it's all from, uh, Millie, Millie's point of view. So it's super <laughs> quiet. Yeah, I know. I, I was like, I'm going to say it this time properly. And it's like, nope, I'm going to fuck <laughs> it up. Um, from Millie's point yeah. of view. So it's dead quiet. And then all of a sudden it just, they turn on the sound to John yelling. And like, that spooked me a bit too. And I'm like, it no, just, he just, screams and it does the fade where it's like you know it's it's kind of quiet it's in the background type thing the sound is yeah or like it fades out a little bit and just it's slow motion and you see the emotion on his face of just he knows what he's doing but he's doing it for his kids and then the monster just jumps on him and oh and then the car kind of like this is this is another thing i kind of had a problem with they're trying to be quiet and they're driving a truck down a rocky road yeah even though the well, car, the truck is like not turned on it's all it, i'm guessing it's all like kinetic energy because it looks yeah, like it's on it a seems hill to be like gravity it's like they put it in neutral yeah it's in neutral and it's just rolling down the hill because he releases the the parking brake and it's rolling i'm like i've been in a car on a bumpy road and yeah it makes noise so, like, I didn't understand why the aliens weren't attacking that. Um, but, of course, fine with that. Super it's cool fine. with that. <laughs> um, and then they're in the house, and then she's holding the... They go downstairs, and the daughter's kind of just looking at all the stuff, like, oh, my God, and sees sees the earpieces that Dad was fixing and was like, oh, my God, so he really did love me. And yeah, it's, just, of, it's her first time in the basement. Yeah, and she's kind of realizing that, and the the mom's trying to figure out what to do. And she had, uh, I John did the the shotgun. Yeah, John earlier in the thing put the shotgun when he was hunting, but found uh, hunting to see in the house if the baby was okay, and then somehow the shotgun got downstairs. Who knows? But she gives the baby to the son. The son's hiding in the corner, and they're just trying to be quiet and the aliens there looking and then there's you see he figures out their the feedbacks from the tv destroys the tv and they're trying to stay quiet and the daughter's earpiece goes off again and she realizes what it is and it hurts her obviously and she slams it into the 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 sound system and it just goes yeah goes it goes crazy nuts all that and the mom's just holding a shotgun and she she realizes she's looking back and forth and Emily Blunt finally realizes, oh, so that's what it is. Yeah, that's how we can hurt this indestructible monster. Yeah, and then it just kind of like fizzles out and crashes and then it's kind of like, oh, that's romantic. And then all you see is it just get up in the background, like an ominous, like Michael Myers type thing, just like kind of just sits up and just like starts talking towards it and she just whips it around. Blam! blows its head off and then they just she just looks at the camera this i found really cheesy she looks at the camera and pumps the shotgun shell in oh yeah that's bad and i'm like so close for non-cheesy moment 
so close for a non-cheesy moment in a heart uh, in a horror movie but it's fine it's a horror movie one cheesy need... moment in the entirety of the film is yeah. pretty good <laughs> yeah i i would it would have been great if it didn't it was, have it but yeah it was it was a little bit like oh you had to end it like that but it was still really good yeah i know it was it was just such an epic movie like this movie just so much there was it's just like you need to watch this in a movie uh, a quiet place if you can watch it with headphones and that block sound counseling headphones and you're just watching it in a dark room oh my god you'll be terrified for the whole movie yeah yeah like i'm Um, i'm disappointed i didn't go see it in a theater full of people listening to everyone be quiet yeah yeah and that was really interesting like almost no one made a sound it was crazy. No one eating popcorn, probably either. They're like popcorn. That's probably the only time that popcorn was a full bag of popcorn was still full by the end of a movie. Yeah, yeah. They're like, "Frick, I can't eat. I'm gonna not. I'm gonna kill the characters. I'm gonna kill the characters. Uh, I'm gonna ruin one, the mood." Yeah. One critique. I don't. Know, I don't know. But personally, I would have almost. I felt like the ending lost a bit of its traction post Krasinski's death. So I almost would have like kind of ended it there. Like he sacrifices himself in a way that ends up killing them, killing the monsters. Right. Mm-hmm. And so the last, you know, 10, 15 minutes of the film is the family, like, you know, dealing with that, like maybe a year later or, or you know, maybe even just a day, you know, but after his death was kind of dealing with it and just kind of having, you know, a moment to talk about it or whatever, or to breathe. Um, instead of, you know, the, the cheesy shotgun pumping, <laughs> I don't know. It, it was that they didn't entirely stick the landing for me, but mm. I still absolutely love the film. And I would have like, I wouldn't have changed much else. <laughs> no, I think, I think them going into the basement and them, the creature dying from the feedback situation and it just ends there. That would have been fine for me uh, for an ending. Yeah, or even like, I don't know. I like I get the feedback situation thing, but I almost, I don't know. It kind of makes sense the way uh, it, it happens in, you know, Krasinski sacrifices himself so they can get away and figure out, you know, how to kill him. But I don't know. It's just that ending is not amazing. It's not the worst at all. No, but it's, no, no. It's, there's been quite far worse movie endings. Yeah, yeah. For horror for, movies alone, for the high, such high quality of the film, it does feel like kind of a little bit of a lackluster ending. Yeah, and it, it's a short movie. It's a hour and a half movie, so it's tight, and it does not feel like an hour and a half. It it goes by really well. Like there is not a, the editing is really well done. There's no slow parts in this movie. No. no and it's so good i think i'm gonna just watch it again just because yeah i honestly want to go watch it now because i haven't seen it since the theater but i want to just go watch it (laughs) like oh it's so good i they i hope they don't make a sequel to this because you can't make oh they are oh so they've confirmed that it's a sequel is happening um but um, either it's been said or the theory is that um, it's just going to be 
it's just going to be um, another outlier. Like they showed all those other settlements, right? Um, so it's just going to be another one of them. Um, I don't know how they'll do it, but it seems like Krasinski's on board, um, and it won't be the same characters, which okay. I'm I'm good with. Like you can't really continue the story with with them. I wonder if they're going to do one option they can do is a before um before like every like the initial invasion instead of the um like 470 days that they say hold on 472 days um post uh uh post uh invasion apocalypse yeah, yeah. maybe yeah. do it um like the first 100 days and maybe yeah. that's an interesting thing. That would be more of an action horror movie, I'm guessing. But if they want to keep yeah. in line with the horror movie, they will have to maybe take it in another place, another country. I'd almost like, yeah, I'd, I'd go somewhere else and maybe even do like go further in the future to where like um, you can like, I don't know, like, like, like you can introduce maybe a new breed of aliens or something like, like almost you could do, you could kind of do a, a similar action horror thing with them just kind of annihilating them. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know. I feel you just, I just feel strongly that you can't do another one with this family. No, no, no. Partially There's... because they've been through enough already. Give them some time to breathe. <laughs> yeah. I would, I would really want them to do something with another family. I don't think I want them to do the, tr- uh, calling it a trope. It's not a trope, but someone who's, death already yeah i just i feel like we've already had an entire movie about how um about how to um kill this alien essentially like how they work and everything so i feel like another movie with that same alien is going to be a little boring i wouldn't mind seeing a parallel story like happening at the same time but somewhere else and someone else figuring out how to kill the the creatures Maybe, yeah. But again, we already know know how to kill the creatures, so it, it takes away the horror aspect of the movie. Yeah, because I'd it's like, be okay, like... I know what these monsters are. I know what they how to kill them. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. It, I'm almost, I'd almost be up for like a new breed. Yeah. Or like you like you said, go to another country and maybe each country had like a different type. It, like type. Yeah, I don't know. Just. Make it different. <laughs> you yeah, know they, what I mean? They, they Don't definitely rehash would. the first because yeah. that's a huge danger with this because it is so specific. All right. So, uh, Dante, what would you give this on uh, five skulls? How many skulls? Oh, five. Five skulls on five? Well, I might give it like a 4.9. <laughs> okay. The only, again, my only problem really with the film is that ending. Um, I'm cool with everything else. Like the... We mentioned a few potential fault holes. I explained those away. I'm fine. Whatever. Pretty much the entirety of this film is incredible. I just they didn't quite stick the landing. Like they did, but they they, they twisted hopped. their ankle they, just a yeah, little. They hopped bit. on the yeah. landing. Yeah, just a little bit. So I maybe a four point eight, four point nine. <laughs> All right, but it's so good. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you already know my rating. If you go on to my the Instagram for the Feel Better Show. Um, I'm going to give the floor to Dante. He's going to tell you where you can find all his podcasts and all the other fun stuff that Dante's up to. So, Dante, the polished floor is yours. 
Oh, thank you. I'm really appreciating how polished it is. Do you pay someone to do this for you? No, hands and knees every day. Oh, oh, well, even that's blood, sweat, and tears, man. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you can uh, you can find me uh, at uh, at D Pod on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook, uh, and again, play D and D. We you know superheroes, you know your favorite characters, and we play around with them in in D and D. And then if you'd like to find oh, and you can find that on all the normal podcast mediums. Um, and my other show, Let's Get Contextual, uh, at Let's Get Contexts on context sorry no no s at the end um on twitter and instagram as well and again all the normal podcast mediums um yeah i think that's 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 it pretty much it yeah maybe new shows coming soon yes little little, little produced by your very own host with the most oh oh please please don't want to don't want to give too much sizzle there and too much take too much pride in the work that uh, I may be producing other shows. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, um, I am, of course, Phil Better. Uh, I want to thank Dante from Play D&D and Let's Get Contextual for joining me on this awesome, quiet episode of A Quiet Place for the Phil Better Show. Um, please thank make. You for having me. Oh, you're very welcome, sir. You are, of course, welcome anytime. Um, you let me play Rocket Raccoon on uh let's play D, the guardians of the galaxy volume one so of course uh the link will be in the description down below where you can listen to me um torment uh poor dante as rocket the raccoon um and of course the always amazing rory as uh from dog hair presents um as 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 star lord but yes um you please make sure you listen to uh play D. it's an amazing podcast it's uh, very well done. It will get you interested in D and D and the other podcasts that are out there. But Dante's is premier uh, podcasting for D and D, and let's play. Uh, let's get contextual is also a great, great podcast where it analyzes TV shows, movies, characters, and comics. So if you're interested in any of that, please do give it a listen. Each week is a different type of medium um please make sure you rate and review both my podcast and dante's uh give it five stars leave it a nice little review let me know what you think by getting in contact with us uh either on instagram facebook or twitter feel better show hashtag team feel better if you have any questions email the show at feel better show at gmail.com again i am your host and i'm thanking dante for joining me on this macabre episode of the feel better show <laughs>